You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 97 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. It's great that your voice is deeper than mine this morning. <laughs> it's not that much deeper. I've been a bit sick, so I've been loaded up on the codril. <laughs> right. Well, is that your excuse? That's yes. good. <laughs> well, but I'm soldiering on and I am, you know, fronting out to the podcast to make sure that we don't disappoint our listeners this week. Because we've got a really good one coming up. Um good Good mm-hmm. topic coming up, uh, but uh, the good news is I saw you this week, didn't I? We caught up. We that was cool. Out. We got to hang out. We, we did. It was had, really good. Yeah, burgers. What do we have? Burgers in Bondi. Mm-hmm. Some little hipster place was yes. hipster, wasn't? Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's where I got my cold. Well, how come I'm not sick? Yeah, righto. <laughs> so. It was only in my food. All oh, right, you had a different burger, didn't you? Yeah. So maybe. Mm. Never know. So anyway, Gina came to Sydney last week, which was great because we got to catch up. We got to, you know, have a drink and we got to have a bit of a gossip. But why uh-huh. were you here? Do you want to tell listeners why you were here, Gina? Yeah, I was, I was up in Sydney doing a shoot for a, a company called STM and they make uh, bags and um, iPhone and um, a laptop and uh, tablet accessories and uh, yeah we did uh, a, a few days of lifestyle uh, in and around Bondi which was really cool and the weather Val was perfect it was uh, just a little bit overcast mm-hmm. and you got um, a little bit of sunshine so it was actually it felt like if I had a massive softbox yeah. a few kilometers wide <laughs> got to put it up up in the sky yeah. that's what the light was like it was Perfect, and then just as we wrapped the very last shot, yeah, halts with rain. Oh, fantastic! How good is that? And it was warm, it was so nice to be warm, Val, because we've had none of that down here in Melbourne. It's freezing, so and I have to say, I because uh, we were on the go, it was uh, like shooting, ch- changing locations a lot and uh, moving around. I used the Cam Ranger again, oh, and okay. I have to say, it's it's fast becoming my go-to, and I'm just loving the freedom of working with the Cam Ranger. So it's basically a device that allows me to. Um, wirelessly transfer thumbnails of my shoot onto my iPad yeah. and so that the uh, client can view the images straight away that I'm shooting and I'm still uh, shooting to card so I've got the safety of that and then when we get back to base which in this instance was a hotel uh, we download the card uh, swap cards and back up to uh, um, uh, hard drive as well but just the it's so quick and it's so good. It's so good. I'm loving it. But the the downside is my lap, my uh, iPad's a bit old, Val. It's, oh. I think it's a few years old. So I'm going. I'm definitely uh, upgrading Upgrade. to the the uh, what what is it? The iPad Pro Photo, the one that the one with the the beautiful screen, which is high resolution um, and works under. It, it'll it'll change its um, brightness depending on where you are. So if you're in a bright scene, it'll dim itself so that you can see it from any angle, and it's fantastic. So perfect, perfect, perfect for location shooting. So really, really happy with that setup. And the other thing uh, about this shoot is like when I'm doing shoots, because I don't get much time to go shop and buy stuff, yes. this is how I do all my shopping. 
shopping. So when I'm doing a fashion shoot, this is generally how I buy shoes and clothes. Mm. I'll see them at the shoe go, you got that jacket in my size? <laughs> I'll just buy it off them on set. So these guys actually had something. So the my biggest annoyance with the iPhone is those lightning cable accessories that you charge the phone yeah. with. Yeah. Whether you buy the uh, the original from Apple or you buy the $5 one that you get from the reject shop, sometimes I just buy like five of them, yeah. they break. Yeah. Oh. They break so really? often and you're left, yeah, don't yours wear out? Am what? I doing something wrong with mine? I've never broken one. What? Yeah. So your chargers just keep working. Yeah, my, I've never broken a charger. What? The, the cord. Yeah, the cord. The oh, so mine all break regularly. Why? What, I, what I, do you do? I, just, I don't know. I must be doing something wrong, Phil. What am I doing wrong? I don't but know. You, maybe you're not moving around as much as I am, <laughs> rolling them up. And anyway, these guys have um, heavy-duty ones. And uh, they're, 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 they're fantastic, so uh, really cool for that and some great um, – uh, the sexiest laptop covers I've ever seen, which are clear. So I want to understand whether you were shooting the – Cables and the laptop covers, or whether you no, were they shooting... just happened to be there. So we were shooting um, a, a range of their women's accessories, so little handbags and backpacks and things like that. So but with it, models, uh, with models, yeah. So, so it was what, a lifestyle you were shoot in yeah, but not everyone in knows situ. what a lifestyle like what a so, lifestyle shoot. So is so basically, it's uh, like an advertising shoot, but when it's an advertising shoot, it's very clear what the product is. It's like you know you have a model standing in front of a car if you're trying to sell a car so you obvious that you're advertising the car where it's lifestyle the uh what the what the client wants to do is uh show the product as it's being used in a situation so in this case that they, they, they'd be backpacks or uh you know laptop and tablet covers and things like that so you'd have a girl in a cafe or we had her you know walking along the street or you know walking up you know or, or using using the uh, the product in an environment in a lifestyle sort of way right. and the photos are supposed to look like they're not being photographed so it's supposed to look very natural so which is can you give us a couple more examples like that was a great one of the girl walking up the street you know but can you give us a couple of other examples of how you would incorporate products in a lifestyle shoot or so you what you have, actually did so you might we we, we also did uh, so sitting in a in a cafe and the product just happens to be on the table or uh, the girl was in a florist and uh, she was wearing one of the products so things like that and it's supposed to look look very natural and this is a real trend in photography so like if you um this i think this learning how to shoot lifestyle well is a great skill for photographers because i see this trend uh you know really uh taking off it, is, it already is but people don't want to be feel like they're being sold to anymore and those sort of stiff uptight ways that uh uh people used to sell products where you used to be, you know, people obviously standing in front of the products, holding it up going, here's my product. Mm -hmm. Uh, People don't want to be sold to like that anymore. So that, that fresh natural looking way of shooting is, uh, is the way that uh, is the way to go these days. So um, yeah, great skill to have and uh, yeah, good, worth knowing how to do. So it was good fun. I I really enjoy shooting lifestyle. And Gina's just put some examples in the show notes of the kinds of products that um, this company, uh, you know, has. But she won't be able to put images of the actual lifestyle shoot in the show notes yet because just protocol, she needs to actually make sure that the client gets them first and approves them and all of that kind of thing. Is that correct, Jean? Yeah, that's right. Another thing I did, Val, on this shoot that is a first for me and it's a real change and it worked really well because when I've got the cam ranger, it's attached to the camera. Then the camera is attached to my tripod and there was an issue like years and years of shooting and never being attached to the 
the tripod via the cam range, it meant that I always free to walk off. Mm. But what happened a couple of times is because I'm tethered to the camera, mm. I would walk off and nearly take the camera with me. So oh, I had to work okay. out a way to, A, teach myself to stop doing that. Mm. But I just wanted a way to still have the have the camera supported so that I could do a slower exposure or when I was shooting with a long lens, not having to um, freak out about my shutter speed being too slow. But I still wanted the support without having to be sort of, you know, in place with a tripod, is I turn my tripod into a monopod. Oh, so yes. basically what I do is I collapse the legs. It makes it really small because we were in a lot of like little tiny little areas. Mm. And then I just like balance the camera on the monopod. And when I needed to, uh, you know, move in and, and uh, talk to the model, I just pick up the camera and move over, have a chat, and then go back and go into place. So it was a lot more freeing, but it still had all the benefits of uh, – shooting to tripods so mm. i may val yes. i may go to one of those monopods that have the feet on them have you seen those oh yes yes yeah so i'll still keep like i've got the head that mm. i've got my new ball head that i love the geared one mm-hmm. but i'll just get i'm thinking of getting a monopod now that's got the little the feet that come out and that might be sort of a lighter setup as well that i can use just when i'm shooting lifestyle stuff yeah great wow. yeah 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 okay it, it was it worked out well i'm keen to um check out your camera next time we catch up which is only in a couple of weeks so we're going to see each other in a couple of weeks we'll yes. probably we'll do a do demo with it yeah yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be really good cool. so. Yes. And we'll um, we'll put that in the gold community. So, of course, if you're a member of the gold community, you know that um, there's lots of fantastic tutorials that Gina releases every month. And sometimes we go behind the scenes of her shoots, as well as having access to Gina through the live monthly mastermind and through the forum as well. So, if you want to find out more about uh, the gold community, go to ginamilitia.com and click on join the community. Uh, so now we have some shout-outs this week, right? Mm-hmm. Now the first is to I might have pronounced I might pronounce his name incorrectly, but it's David Colopy, and he is, I believe, an assistant of yours. Or have he you was. Yeah, he was an assistant in the past. I don't think we've worked together now for about, uh, oh, my God, over five years or so at least. But he's gone on. He's having a, his own exhibition, so uh, which I'm very excited about. So I just wanted to give him a shout-out and wish him well. And that's at uh, 101 Collins. Uh, and uh, what he's done is he's, uh, he's taken um, uh, shots of uh, interesting landscapes around Melbourne and, uh, and, and shown the different... Of like what what those look like now, so it's a it's a, a really cool idea, and um, uh, he sourced those images from Monash University's uh, archives. And then, yeah, re-photographed them alongside the original scene for comparison. So um, I think that that kicks off uh, at the start of November. So and it'll run for a couple of months. So if you're in Melbourne or visiting, uh, check it out. Check out David's work. And David uh, got a gig as an assistant with me because he sent me an email and used humour in it. Uh, and he gave me a, uh, a recipe for uh, how, how he washes his dishes or some, something that was so obscure and bizarre, made me laugh and then, uh, yeah, I wrote back and, uh, yeah, he ended up working with me for a couple of years, which was great. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you're in Melbourne, have a look at that. We'll put the link in the show notes, which you'll find at ginamilitia.com. We also have some congratulations to our listeners, to some of our listeners in the uh, wider community of So You Want to Be a Photographer um, because there's some have kicked a few goals, hey, Gina? Sure have. Uh, there's been so much great stuff, and so this was a, a week of celebration. So uh, Phil N uh, has won an award uh, for one of his portraits, and it's an awesome portrait. And uh, this uh, this was a um, in the Australian Photography Awards, and uh, it's a tight shot of uh, a tight portrait shot uh, that, that re- very 
gritty, uh, right up tight. I, I love this shot. So it's uh, if, you, if you're looking at the link, he's his number 20, Val, in, in the shot. And uh, very, very striking image with, a, I think, uh, like a very gritty, rustic look. And uh, I, I, I love Phil's work. Yeah, fantastic. Congratulations. There's some great, like, great shots, uh, all the others as well, that uh, also placed. Um yeah, congratulations! Well done. The, the the Australian Photography Awards, which is fantastic, and also yes. Suzanne Sheridan has uh, as uh, you've got a shout out for her. Yeah, yeah. So she she uh, took this photo uh, at, during the Brisbane Open House weekend, and uh, she submitted it to a contest, and then she forgot about it, and then she said she was feeling rather down and despondent about her photography, and uh, got this email and found out that she'd won for a category. And uh, how so cool photo, is that? And it's a yeah. So the photo is kind of um, from up high, in the interior yeah. of a building, looking down in like a atrium. And so you can see all the ver- all of the various levels, but because there's a lot of glass in this interior of the building, there's a lot of reflections, a lot of lights happening, a lot of you know reflections of staircases and of people. And again, remember um, we referred to Escher um, in a previous yes. episode. It kind of looks like a coloured Escher painting of all of these stairs and 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 walkways. But uh, with with much more with much more colour and vibrancy, and yeah, it's a really great um, perspective. So well done, Suzanne. It is, yeah. Congratulations to both of them, and and also uh, thanks to everyone who sent in their epic uh, landscape shots uh, during the week. From like uh, last week's episode, we asked for epic landscape images, and there were so many Val, and they're all there in the yeah. Facebook group. Love them all. Too many to even star. Would have been here for four months if I had have listed them all so some great stuff there too we also have a shout out to Jaquetta Steger Garland from the US because Jaquetta has um, shared a great photo because many people will know that we have hashtag Gina challenge every week and then we have a particular theme or topic and a couple of episodes ago your topic was birds because Gina's latest obsession is birds it used to be bikes but now it's no it still is bikes Val it's It's just another obsession now now bikes and birds bikes and birds and 500s okay so uh, Jaquetta has said I've stumbled upon your podcast relatively recently and have been listening intently ever since trying to catch up. So please forgive this late post on birds, but they are one of my favourite subjects and I was so pleased to capture this shot. I would really really love to hear your feedback on it. I'm just a newbie in this field, but it's under my skin. Thank you for providing such an awesome podcast. I listen with eagerness. Now, this is a great shot, which we will put in the show notes. And it is of, I don't know what kind of bird. It could be an eagle or it could be an owl or Mm. it's some kind of bird. Maybe it's native to America, but it's a very, it's a large bird and it's, it's beautiful looking with some gorgeous patterns on the feathers. And there's one bird uh, who looks like ready to go, ready to take flight on a branch of a tree. But there's another bird who's basically standing on top of the, um, the other bird. No, no, one bird has its arm around the other vowel. That's they're not. That's what's happening. One has its arm around the other, like there, there. I'll protect you. That's how I see this. Is this like those ink? You know those <laughs> those those tests that you do with the ink splatters and ink what you see. It says a lot. Yeah, is that is it? It's like one of those. I reckon so we do you're that. seeing a bird about to take flight. Yes. And I would, no, I would never do that, particularly on the air. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> so no, I'm seeing one bird comforting another and you're seeing another one like leaping over the other is that right no i think you're insane i definitely (laughs) you don't think you know that yeah i I think yeah it does look like one bird is leapfrogging over the other but it look in terms of feedback for jaquetta i think it's a fantastic shot i think you've captured you know this magnificent moment of a bird leapfrogging over another bird (laughs) gina might use that gina militia.com what are the birds doing <laughs> yes, so have, have a look at the show notes at ginamilitia.com. You tell us what you think is happening. Uh-huh. But thank you, Jaquetta, for sharing that with us. Now, before we move on to... You, should we give some feedback on the shot or we just like, <laughs> was it well, about what the birds 
for Please doing. Go ahead. I, I think it's a beautiful shot. I did, and I gave I gave Jaquetta some feedback in the Facebook group, and I just thought it was an awesome shot. I think she uh, nailed it beautifully. The original shot, uh, the before shot uh, that she posted was a little bit wider, and so my suggestion was to really zoom in and fill the frame with the birds. And so that, I think that's um, something that a lot of uh, newbie photographers uh, do a lot is uh, perhaps shoot a little bit too loose with their with their topic and and not come in and really, and really fill the frame and make one thing the hero of your photo. And so uh, all we did was uh, crop in a little bit tighter and there's no doubt that uh, what the hero of this shot is, one bird comforting another vowel. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. Now, before <laughs> we move on to uh, this week's topic, which is all about how to stand out from the crowd, we have a really, really exciting competition for you this is like this is this is awesome and we're just so excited to bring it to you uh and um we hope that you enter because what you stand to win is pretty damn fantastic. So basically, as you know, uh, I am with the Australian Writer Centre. I run the Australian Writer Centre, but my passion is not only writing but photography. So we have made sure we've combined my two passions and so that you can get your creative juices flowing and you can submit um, some photos as entries to this competition where you can win your very own Surface Pro 4. Now, this is valued at $2,799, and it is an awesome competition where you get to bring your creativity to the surface. And it's particularly for the, the writing community and the photographic community because the way you enter is you can submit a photo as well as writing 25 words or less on um, – you, you have to start – you have to complete the sentence, a surface would help me create dot, dot, dot. Now, rather than go into all of the details here, there, it is simple to enter, but you need to go to the blog post, which we will put in the show notes. But if you're in a hurry, just go to writerscenter.com.au slash surface life. That's writerscenter.com.au slash surface life. Now you can enter as many times as you like by submitting a photo and some text of less than 25 words. So it's super easy and you can enter until the end of November. Now, just one thing, uh, it is only available to Australian residents. We wish that we could have opened this up worldwide, but uh, we're working on it for the next one. But uh, we we had to start with where we are, Australian residents, so make sure you enter because we'd love to see um, all of your entries and we'd love to see one of you win. Hey, Val. Why do you like the Surface Pro so much? Well, actually, I really want a Surface Pro. I have a Surface Book, and I love the Surface Book. And it's in fact, effectively, it's a very, it's very similar, except mine is a little bit more of the laptop version. The Surface Pro mm. Four is a tablet, but it has a keyboard as well. And um, you've seen them around everywhere. The ads are everywhere. Mm. They're fantastic. Mm. Um, Every second person that I'm seeing has a Surface Pro these days, and they're just so handy. And I've certainly been using my Surface Book to – I mean, it's got some real grunt to it. I have been using it to edit videos. I've been using it to, you know, um, edit – make little movies and stuff like that. And uh, I I love it. So – we certainly partnered with our friends at Microsoft to uh, make sure that we had this awesome prize for this competition. So make sure Fantastic. you enter, everyone. Writerscenter.com.au slash surface life. All right, let's move on to this week's topic, which is how to stand out from the crowd. Well, mm. what, what's, the, what's all this about, Gina? Yeah. All right, so... We've talked about, like, you know, how to take great image vowels. So, you, you know, you might be a photographer. Your images are fantastic. You know, you're taking sharp images. They're technically perfect. Got a great website. Um, you know, you've got your gear sorted. You've got your post-production sorted. You're putting in all the hours, doing everything right. But 
there's so many other photographers out there. Do you know it's not just all those things that can help make you stand out from the crowd? There are other things that you can do apart from the technical part of your photography that can make you uh, get noticed by clients and uh, help you stand out from all the other photographers. And okay. that's what I want to talk about today. All right. Where do, you, where do we start? So, so these are the qualities, Val, that many successful photographers and artists used and, and, and this is what gets them noticed and over and above their technical abilities. And so uh, this, uh, uh, this uh, podcast, this, this uh, topic was <laughs> based on a, um, an article that I read uh, in uh, Lifehack, so about ways to stand out in the crowd. So I thought I'd uh, share it with our listeners today, Val. Okay, great. Where do we yeah, – All right, so – First of all, and I think this is so important, and I know you and I have talked about this before, and we've both had experiences of this about attitude. And this has got nothing to do with you can be the best photographer in the world, right? Mm -hmm. If your attitude on set or around your clients in the pre-meeting, in the post-meeting, even that first uh, time that someone connects with you, that first phone call, or often it's like people don't make phone calls anymore. People email or text or, you know, via social media. If that exchange uh, doesn't have the right attitude, or energy about it, that's going to affect, uh, it's going to affect your business, I think. So I think, I think attitude is everything. What do you think, Val? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people um, can really make judgments about where they, about, you know, what you're about and whether they like you or whether they like working with you based on your attitude. Exactly. So I think it's really important, really important to always be enthusiastic, have a positive energy, be engaging, be passionate. I mean, this above everything else, someone who walks around and is passionate about the work that they do, that is so attractive. I find that so attractive and I think that's, uh, you know, above everything else and being professional Val you know you say you're going to do something you follow through you do it so people love working with and being around people who are kind encouraging constructive uh, rather than you know we've all uh, worked with uh, Debbie Downer at the office who who like no matter when you see her what time of day she's got something to complain about (laughs) she's negative about everything or she's aggressive arrogant or rude Mm -hmm. we all know people like that and then the opposite of that is someone who's like no matter what and these people are an absolute joy to work with glass is always half full there's always got a can-do attitude they just go and get it done and even if you know the, the sky's falling down they're still going to find something positive to say and have that energy and that enthusiasm and that's the kind of people that other people like to work with so nothing to do with photography but really really important Val so yeah, I've actually got an exercise that I'd like everyone to do because sometimes we don't even know how we come off to other people like you might feel like you're saying and doing all the right things but you may not be so I'm saying to do uh, like a little bit of a negativity detox how do you do a a negativity (laughs) detox so just have a check on your day-to-day exchanges and so have it think and maybe make a list and uh, like keep a check of like how often are you uh, gossiping or complaining are you doing it a lot is it every conversation that you have do you open every conversation with like someone asks you how you are oh my god I've got a flat tire on the way to work it's raining it's so cold my shoes hurt how much are you complaining (laughs) or is it like is the entire conversation you gossiping about someone else you know people take note of that um what about your social media stream go back and have a look at it how many of the posts that you're putting up are complaining about the lay of the land politics um Mm -hmm. other people you know and there are people who and don't even realize it that every single post is negative so have a think about if you're a prospective client and you're checking out a a photographer you'll go to their facebook page you'll go to their instagram feed 
if it's you know post after post after post is complaining 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 you're going to maybe think twice about hiring that photographer even if their work is amazing and you know if that first phone call and that you make is you complaining about the last job you did how tired you are and all of that again it's going to maybe make that that client sort of wonder about uh what you are what you like to work with so uh, have a think about that and uh try and go a day a week where you don't complain or gossip, and uh, you, if you've got something to say, try and say something nice. If you can't find anything nice to say, say nothing and see how you go. And you will actually, when you try and um, stop doing it yourself, you're going to notice how much other people do it around you. Mm-mm. Okay, well, basically you're saying be a nice person <laughs> and don't be negative. <laughs> Pretty much. But, you know, it's a, it's a you know, the, the whole uh, enthusiasm, positive, passionate, professional, really very important, um, you know, as well as, the, you know, the normal skills to be a great photographer. Okay. Um, next, Val, is engagement. So, you know, don't be afraid to be uh, friendly and let some of your personality show through and and be approachable like you know a lot of uh, people sort of maybe build walls and it's uh, it's difficult to get to know them or you know I've had this uh, experience with uh, uh, some of the the younger assistants that I've worked with who who um, uh, might feel that if they show their enthusiasm early it's a bit um, what the word in Australian is daggy what's the equivalent of it's that not in cool. it's not cool to be enthusiastic that's so that's not correct that's so I dumb. love I know, and I love seeing enthusiasm, but, I've, you know, I've had uh, assistance and they don't get called back because I kind of feel like, well, you don't want to be on set or you don't enjoy being on yeah. set because they're not showing any emotion or it's, you know, like, how are you enjoying the day? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's cool. Yeah, it's all right. But What's they're, worse like, is they, when they, they're quite, they're bored. What's worse is when they just outright just make it clear they don't want to be there. Exactly. I've had that. I've had a work experience girl, which is like an internship for Americans, uh, who just made it clear when I I asked her to do the photocopying or to send something or to, you know, grab my lunch or whatever, um, and she would just sigh and just go (sighs) and, you know, do the photocopying. Like, seriously. She did not last two and a half hours. So, Val, you know she came to work with you because she wanted to be a writer. How come she wasn't writing her first novel on the second day? What is wrong with you, Val? What kind of internship is that? She should have, she should have come home. I bet she got home and her parents going, well, how's your novel going? <laughs> is it going to be a big seller? Um, yeah, that's a shame. So that that is uh, really annoying. So, yeah, be, be friendly, be enthusiastic and, yeah, be yourself. Don't be afraid to let your personality show through, even if it is really odd and quirky. Uh, I think that's even better because that makes you stand out from the crowd because it's like that's your point of difference, yeah. you know. Um, and I love that. I love meeting people who are odd like me. <laughs> yes, very odd. <laughs> okay, what else? So communication is a really important thing and you probably have a lot to say about this, Val. So you might think that your communication skills are excellent uh, and professional, but, you know, you could be wrong. So how are you uh, answering the phone when someone rings you? How quickly are you replying to clients and how are you replying to clients, How you know, prospective clients who are, you know, this is like – your first, their first port of call when they how do they make contact with you how easy are you to find and you know how quickly are you responding so you know you want to look at the way uh, you're uh, writing your emails and uh, look, sort of uh, you know how quickly you go from professional to friendly whether that's part of your personality or not uh, what you like on the phone and uh, what you like in uh, face-to-face conversations you know there's there's people who are great at email and but then when you get them face to face they're not able to make eye contact and things like that which uh, can be a bit difficult to 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 speak to people like that so it's about being uh, confident respectful 
and uh, having sort of clear communication and uh, also how good a listener are you, Val? Mm. You know, because there's people who just will go straight into a meeting and it's like, okay, let me tell you how good I am. (laughs) Let me tell you all about myself. Let me not let you get a word in edgewise. And by the way, let me tell you how good I am. So (laughs) you want to make sure that you're giving the other person full attention and you're really listening to what they have to say because they're trying to tell you what they want as a client. And if you're really listening, you're going to be able to deliver that. But if you're too busy, you know, waiting to try and be witty or entertain them or tell them how good you are, you're going to miss out on that sort of valuable opportunity. So, you know, I think being able to be a good listener is uh, is a, a really good skill to have and to be able to communicate well and professionally. You got anything to add to that, Val? I think that that is the key, being a good listener, because – and. Uh, because if you have a client, they just have so much more confidence and a comfort level with you if you at least appear like you are listening and that you can, you know, almost say back to them what they've said to you because it's even though you might know, you might think that you know what they want that can sometimes be a trap and that's why I would encourage actually saying back what you think that the client wants so that you are just really clear you're both on the same page so there's no more surprises and so that you can show that you can fulfill the brief. Um, Very, very important to to Mm. not only listen but to make a concerted effort to display that you are listening which is a different thing. So... Yes, you have to listen, but you actually have to display that you are listening, especially in a client relationship. I think it's vital. Exactly. And and so would you take notes, Val, or are you able to just memorize everything that they're saying or it depends? It depends, but I think in general it's useful to take notes. Usually if a client is organized, they've got a run sheet, you might make some notes on the run sheet. But if the client actually has no run sheet or hasn't given you a proper brief, I think it's absolutely vital to take notes and almost show the notes back to the client and say, so are we in agreement with this? Yes. So that it's again there's no misinterpretation and and there's no surprises at the end of the day I think also that in some situations particularly if the client is not clear and or hasn't written anything down or hasn't written much down even the number of shots trying to be achieved because the client might have in have expectations of 20 shots and you might have in Mm. your mind five shots so you need to actually outline the number of shots and then the type of thing that you're trying to achieve for each shot. It's vital to take – see, it's very tempting to just get straight into the shoot because you might be pushed for time or whatever. But it's vital to take that extra half hour or meet half an hour earlier or whatever to Mm. come to an agreement on the shot list and don't retain it in your head even though you might have a fantastic memory. I know, you know, some people do – but that it's not about your memory. It's about being mm. on the same page as the client. And it's the same literal page. So actually write it down on a page and both yep. of you look at that page and be in agreement. I think it's vital. Exactly. Very important to have a paper trail so you can both re- refer to that. And, uh, you know, if there's any problems down the track, you've got that uh, you've got that there to, to show them. So, yes, great. Um, all right. And so uh, – the contribution that you put in, Val. So, um, how dedicated are you, and uh, how involved are you in the shoot? So, you, you want to be um, be prepared. So, you want to be there earlier than you know. You want to be like as a as a photographer. I think you're the first one there. You know, you're there before everyone. You're ready. You've done your homework. You're happy to you know gather all your resources. You'll you'll go and um, check everything out. And so you're you're across everything. So if it's a new client, you go and you research them and you find out about their product. What they've done in the past and have an understanding of it um you know if it's a, a portrait shoot with someone you want to know uh, a little bit about that people if you're shooting someone's wedding you're going to take the time to actually i i, I you know there's a trend with, with, with wedding photography now where they'll just turn up on the day and uh 
that's where the first time they've met the people. Yeah. You know, I think I think it's. Right. I, I don't know how they do that, but like I want to know a little bit about the family. And when I have shot weddings in the past, I always want to know about are there any issues that I need to know about? Is there some stuff that's gone on? Like there might be something um, really important that's happening that if you don't know the family background and that moment happens where you see the two sisters sitting together and this is the first time they've actually spoken in 30 years Mm -hmm. and if you didn't know that you would have seen that and gone oh it's just you know Edna and and Sharon they're having a chat but that was actually a really important moment and you you missed it so I think that's uh, really important to be like really there prepared to to do uh, all the extra research and going above and beyond what everyone else does and it's like you know that whole over promise over deliver thing I think is really important and clients oh my god they notice that you know the little the little extras that you do like you might be doing um, people you know product shots in a certain thing or a certain setup and then you notice that uh, hey that would be a great shot if I just got a clean plate of that you could use that on the uh, back page of your website as a like you know as the sign up page and you take that shot on the day because you had a look at their website and you saw that there was a gap there now you weren't commissioned to do that Val but you you're thinking above and beyond so these all these little things these value adding and I see um, quite a few photographers doing really well these days and they might be on a shoot they might be doing a lifestyle shoot and then while they're there they might do three minutes of video of the day Mm. and then they'll offer that to the client as hey I just took the liberty of doing this extra stuff and then you can negotiate to sell that and then a lot of clients would be oh my god thrilled to bits to get that extra little thing because you thought of them you thought of them just going that extra mile is so important I worked with a crew recently and um, they, uh, you know, they had to, we had to achieve a particular result or they had to achieve a particular result. And um, I could tell that they were just doing the minimum that was needed. Uh-huh. And, you know, I would suggest certain things that, you know, you might like to do this, you might like to do this because they were just suggestions. And they would go, oh, no, I think we, we – and they just weren't really interested because they were just doing the minimum basically. And it's kind of like I knew, I wasn't the client um, but yeah. I was an observer. And it made me realise, well, I'm not going to book you, you know. If you can I, tell. If I need a crew because you're not going to – do anything extra or anything beyond what's the bare minimum. So other people notice too, not just the client. And you don't have to be uh, technically aware, Val. So just because the client doesn't know uh, all the lighting gear that you use and what's technically involved in a shoot, they can tell if you're just hacking it out or if you're going to go above and beyond. Like it's 5 o'clock. The shoot is supposed to wrap at 5. It's about to rain. Now, what you know, the hack might say it's going to rain. Let's pack it up. You know, the photographer that goes above and beyond like, oh, my God no look at those clouds this light is amazing five more minutes we can get this I'm going to need to light it but it's going to be so worth it right there's said with enthusiasm said with excitement you're thinking about the client you've gone above and beyond it's that it's that hassle it's a hassle to get that extra light out everybody's tired but you push through get the shot it's the shot of the day and oh my god the, the yep. client's wrapped, you know. That's, right. that's the level of dedication. That's the sort of stuff is yep. that's remembered forever. And every time they look at that shot, not only are they dot, like delighted that they have that shot, but they remember what happened for that shot to, yeah. to, to ever eventuate what, what what was and they know even if they don't know all the gear that you're using they they can see what 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 you're putting in to get get them that shot so I think that's uh, really important the contribution and you know what I hear people say um, because with photography sometimes and I, I I kind of like shake my head every time I hear this but with photography there's some there's quite a lot of photographers who have a particular creative outlet like maybe they like shooting 
I don't know, you know, cats or, or maybe they like shooting bikes or maybe they like shooting, you know, really specific things, um, cosplay or something. But they have um, their day job in photography might be weddings or their day yeah. job in photography might be products or something like that. And so I have been on so many shoots with these sorts of photographers, like say you're on a product shoot and they'll say, yeah, this is the, my bread and butter, so this is what I do during the week. But my real passion is shooting, um, you know, dogs or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so wedding photography is just my bread and butter, but I really love actually shooting, you know, landscapes. And it's like, wow, why are you telling me this? Well, because it's like I actually can't wait till 5 o'clock so I can yeah. go home because I'm bored out of my brain. I would yeah. do that at least once a week. I'm not joking. Really, At Val. least once a week I would hear that. Yeah. It's but astounding. these people don't even have to say that out loud. You don't have to speak that. If you're at your job and you hate it, it's the way people carry themselves. You can see the slump of the shoulders. I don't think the they hate the it, face. though, Gina. It's not that they hate it. Yeah. Because they don't hate it, in fact. But it's it's because at least it's still photography, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not yeah. Know, something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not to that level. You don't necessarily see it in the slump of the shoulders, but then they bother to articulate it and it's like – Yeah, no, that's a mistake. <laughs> wow, I'm not going to book you because you're not bringing any no. passion to this. No. Thing. But honestly, I would hear it once a week from different Wow. No, that's, that's, that's really important. And, you know, find a way to be excited yeah. because – even if it isn't the thing that you want to be doing on the weekend, that that the stuff that you're doing on the weekend, you're going to get, you're going to either learn skills during the week that you can apply to the stuff you do on the weekend. So every single photo shoot, you should be able to pull something out for yourself, or learn a skill, or take something to the next level out of that. So it doesn't matter what you're doing, that passion should still be there. It should be still exciting because you know light is light, and the way it behaves is the same across you know all genres it doesn't matter yeah that's that is so true find what you can be passionate about then yeah so exactly true. and let that show through so um you know obviously look think creatively that, that you know that's a given but it's like some people will just stay in that safety zone so I think that you know when you're shooting for a client and you are locked into certain things my go-to is it's like obviously you have to get the safety shot that's what they've got you in for Val but there's always time uh, to say after you've got the shot that the client has requested and you've been as creative as you can as you can and within the parameters that they might have given you, try and allow time that can we try one more and can we try something a bit different? And that's your opportunity to maybe put a bit more of your creativity in and introduce a little bit more of your own personality to the client if you haven't already been given that opportunity. So don't be afraid to to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. I think that's a great point. All right. So, and uh, and then finally, um, you know, what wh- what are your outcomes? What are you what are you good at? You know, um, how can you how can you make everything that you do better? And that's all those little one percenters. You know, are you doing your training every day? You know, are you learning how to nail your um, your your um, getting your focus correct? You know, are you going to the park, Val, at lunchtime? And trying to photograph birds in flight mm-hmm, yeah. because this is the best way to nail focus as you try and find the birds in the sky and uh, get lock on a focus. Really good exercise to do. So, you know, what are the things that you're doing? What, how much research are you doing behind the scenes? Are you keeping up to date with all the new innovations and technologies that could help you become a better photographer? Because, like, you know, there's people that will just go and do the bare minimum mm. and uh, that's once they've learned everything, they go, well, that's good enough. And you see, you see it in their style. It's still like, you know, I've 
photographers that are still shooting like it's 1985. It's probably going to come back, you know, but they're still busting out the gold reflector valve. <laughs> oh, you and your gold reflector. Oh, my God. Okay. But, you know, things like that, just keep up to date and, uh, you know, continue to um, hone your skills and, uh, you know, get better at, at what you're doing. And, uh, you know, all these things are going to make you stand out. So, you know, um, finally, um, you know, show what's unique about you, you know, and, uh, and, and, and let people get to know the real you and, uh, you know, that that's how you're going to stand out. Be unique, be the individual. Don't try and copy someone else. Find your own style, find your own groove, show your personality. And I think sometimes if you do have a particular, um, quirk or style, you, especially when you're starting out, you might not have the confidence to stand out with you that particular quirk or style but you know just give it a go and and start putting that quirk or that style out there and let that be your point of difference and let people um, see what is different about you because if, if that's something that's just that you're truly interested in and passionate about then you should follow it and don't worry mm. so much that it's going to be going to make you stand out in the wrong way because chances are it's actually not going to make you stand out in the wrong way. It'll make you stand out in the right way. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. So, yeah, there you right. go. How to stand, How to stand out, out well. Something a little bit different for this week? Yes. Fantastic. So what are you doing in this coming week, Gina? Um, so I am now in pre-production for a couple of big jobs, three, a few big jobs now. So, and, yes. uh, some editing and I've got, uh, an entrepreneur to shoot this week Fantastic. and, uh, all sorts of other stuff. Oh, and I'm speaking at a school too this oh, week. Great. Yeah. And, uh, what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm recovering from my cold. Yes. Yes. Man voice. <laughs> yes. And I'll be doing a little bit of filming um, where I'll be in front of the camera, which is also what Ooh. I did a little bit With of man last voice? week. I don't know. I hope the man voice goes by then. Yeah. Yep. So I can sound a bit more like myself. So hopefully Your next voice. week, everyone, uh, I'll be back to my normal self. But uh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a couple of guys to, doing a podcast at the <laughs> this moment. Week we've got man voice. <laughs> All right. Where do we find you online, Gina? I'm at GinaMilitia.com. So that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A and at GinaMilitia on Twitter. And you can also find me at GinaMilitia on Instagram. And you can you can find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Instagram and Twitter. And just search for me on Facebook or find both of us in the podcast community on Facebook, which is uh, just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community and join. We'd love to hear from you and love to see your your photos, which brings us to hashtag Gina challenge for this week. Now, every week we have a new challenge where we pick a particular topic or theme and um, we upload our photos into the Facebook group usually based on that topic or theme. You can interpret it however you like. Uh, and that, that's part of the fun, really. And we'd love to see your shots, whether you are experienced or whether you are a newbie. It doesn't matter. We want to see your shots. Um, and it's such a lovely, supportive, nurturing community. So it's mm. a very safe place for you to share your photography. So what is hashtag Gina challenge for this week, Gina? Special. Okay. Hashtag Gina challenge. <laughs> hashtag special. So interpret that however you like. Maybe I should just put photos of my cats because they're special. <laughs> they are special. <laughs> um, for a change. But yeah, for a change. But, uh, yeah, we look forward to chatting to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.